the first time I watched that show, I fully relapsed into my alcoholism. (laughs) Hello, friends. Hello. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Pickles and Vodka, the mental health podcast where imperfect people have imperfect conversations. I'm Christina. And I'm Lauren. And I think today's going to be pretty chill. Yeah. We have just become co-hosts, as <laughs> you all know, and um, we're, I'm still trying to figure it out because I've been doing we're it We're still dating. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was telling Lauren, I, right before she got on, I burped really loudly, <laughs> and it was very, it was very um, cute. Uh, so she doesn't know that side of me yet, necessarily. Oh, come on. I don't know. <laughs> I know everyone burps. <laughs> we talk about bodily functions plenty on this podcast. It's safe yeah, to say. We've talked about poop enough that I'm sure we can handle a burp. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't ask for this this early in the morning. No, it's 11:35. <laughs> I have had COVID last week, which is why the podcast has been kind of quiet. Lauren and I are still trying to figure out how to uh, organize all this podcast stuff. Mm-hmm. Like right now. I'm the only one in the social media. So, like, I had COVID this week and nothing got posted. It's, like, stuff like that that we need to get our shit together. Yeah, that kind of just came up even though I'd thought of it but never remembered to mention it that we're like, maybe you should have access to. Like, both of us are super chill and have terrible (laughs) memories, so... Yes. (laughs) That's why this works so well. Yeah, but um, I feel like I'm not prepared today, full disclosure. And I'm just an old lady and going senile, so I'm never prepared. (laughs) I feel like you're more prepared than I am sometimes. Sometimes, but not today. (laughs) It's okay. Uh, We're two peas in a pod. We're two pickles in a jar. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what are we talking about today, Lauren? So kind of going off like last week, we are continuing to talk about mental health representations, good and bad, except this time it's just going to kind of be an overview and not like go specifically into one subject like we did last time, just kind of all over the map. Yeah, we're figuring things out and y'all are along for the ride and it's going to get a little messy. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> I guarantee that. Of course. Um, but yeah, y'all can let us know what you like, what you don't like. Anything goes, really. I was just telling Lauren, what if we had like a media review every month or so? Like, not necessarily a movie review, although that was really fun. Mm-hmm. The movie we reviewed last week, which if you haven't heard it, please go back and listen. <laughs> well, see to the bone if you haven't already. Or maybe don't or see it. Get as much as you can get through and <laughs> enough to get the idea <laughs> Last week, we reviewed To the Bone, which is a movie about eating disorders. Uh, This week, we will be talking about a lot of different movies and TV shows that people have mentioned to us. So I guess I'm a little prepared. I found a list that I had been making where I just kind of like jotted down any ideas that I could think of. Like, oh, that's a movie that touched on it. That's a book that was, you know, important. So I'll have some things to mention. (laughs) Yes. So this week is not a review. It's just like sharing the, not the ideas... Sharing the recommendations that you guys have. Sharing the little thought nuggets we have on each one. Have I ever told you I hate the word nugget? Oh no! I don't that's, know why. That's Pico's number one nickname. That's unfortunate. Pico, <laughs> wherever you are, I'm sorry. 
I think before we go into that, though, we should just, like, shoot the shit. Yeah. How the fuck are you doing today? Um, I am exhausted. I don't know why. What's been going on this week? I don't know if it's just, like, work stuff or me staying up too late or what, but just the last couple days, we just felt like, oh, God, these are so hard to get through. Do you normally take sleep aids? I don't. Ooh. The only thing I've done, I've ever done successfully is I learned that um, people that take melatonin, I guess the the dosage that you will get sold is like 20 times like what's effective. Like it's actually a very, very small dose that's most effective for sleep. What? Yeah. It just kind of like screws with you when you take this huge excess amount. And that's why you usually don't actually get good sleep that way. You might like fall asleep and then wake up and then be messed up. That's super interesting. I don't like melatonin because it gives me nightmares. Yeah, I found the most successful way for me to take it is, you know, I have like a little pill supplement and just like a little mouse. I just like nibble a little bit off of it and then it it helps. Like, um, Like a pill? You nibble a tiny bit off the pill? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, you know, because it's a... What you is should it? just, it's, like, it's snort kind of like it. An er- <laughs> I don't know if that works the same. <laughs> I'll try next time. No, the way you do it is probably more responsible. But, yeah, any kind of, like, prescription sleep aid or anything like that that I've taken before, then it's, like, if it works, then it works too well. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, oh, I slept, and then I was a zombie for the next 24 hours. Yeah, so. that's what I've found, too. I haven't, yeah. like... I I usually just take Benadryl at night and Mm -hmm. like, you know, that's a whole other thing. Uh, it it has, like it works, but yeah, I've I've also yet done the the swig of NyQuil. (laughs) That also works. We don't endorse these tactics. No. Uh, You know, there's only so much you can do when you're old and don't have health insurance. Well, I don't have health insurance. Yeah. Not that I I was ever prescribed sleeping pills. No. And I feel like, That's something that frustrated me. I would mention it every single time that I went in for anything. You know, they're like, how do you sleep? I was like, I have slept terribly since I was four years old, basically. (laughs) (laughs) And I just always felt every like I I was always pushing, you know, like maybe we could try something. And I just felt like they were like, oh, that's nice. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Too bad. Yeah. Here's here's a banana. (laughs) But like I said, then once I finally actually got to try something, prescription stuff, then I was like, okay, I don't like it, so I'm going to stop mentioning that. Yeah, that stuff, I don't know. My mom in the past has taken Ambien and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and that, I don't know, it kind of scares me. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I feel like I get addicted to everything. Ah. <laughs> is that Pico? No, that is Meeple. I know some people give their pets, like, Ambien and shit. Oh, I know. And I am not for that at all. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even take that myself. Uh, yeah, I really. mean, you know, I would. That's the problem. What are we <laughs> even talking about? I don't know. We suddenly got into, yeah, giving your pets sleep aids. <laughs> I, I haven't been sleeping either, in case you can't tell. Okay. <laughs> but I feel like I didn't do any, like, I had a really short week today, this week. <laughs> I had yeah. a short week today. Yeah. <laughs> That was actually one of the best things I, I had a coworker tell me that really like explained how terrible uh, a Monday was one one week because she comes at the end of the day she's like, today was the longest week at work I've ever had. 
I was like, I know. Sometimes it'd be like that. Mm-hmm. But no, I like, I worked Wednesday through Friday because I had COVID. And right. so I only worked three days this week, but I feel like I worked, you know, overtime or something. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tired. I'm not sleeping. I'm like, I don't know. Can't think straight. Well, I mean, there is a getting over COVID time. <laughs> I mean, I, oh my not, God. not too many people that I know are like, I bounced back in a day. <laughs> it's true. I think sometimes... You can have a little grace. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. I am very quickly to like put that pressure on myself to get back to normal like super fast. Oh, me too. So I know. <laughs> have you gotten COVID yet? I haven't. I think I'm a unicorn. That, no, this was my first time in two years getting it. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully, you know, knock on wood, you won't get it now. Yeah. <laughs> I think there is one other person at work that hasn't yet, because I only work with like 11 people. It's small, but that's what we were talking about. And so we're like, are we the only two? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. We've been watching a ton of TV in the last week because of the whole COVID thing. Oh yes, thing. of course. Um... We've been watching Mad Men. Have you ever seen it? I saw one episode, and it was probably when it was pretty new, and it was because um, the office that I was working in, like, I I got to be really good friends with the girl that was the receptionist, and that's what she came in, and we'd always, like, joked about the terrible setting, and she came in, and she's like, you gotta watch this show, it's our office. (laughs) I was like, oh, Oh, yikes. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it's... It's pretty cringy. It's my third time watching it through, I think, and it's mm-hmm. Brett's first. So obviously, like, there's the rampant misogyny and like yep, racism yep. and all that stuff. Um, but this time through, I really have been focusing on the addiction depictions oh, in that okay. show. Um, particularly just like the way the characters are always drinking. Like they always mm-hmm. have a cigarette in their hand or a drink in their hand, and um. It's just really interesting because... Yeah, I think I remember seeing, like, a YouTube video that was every cigarette smoked in Mad Men in the first season. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a lot. But that's, I mean, that's how it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can only assume. No, it, it was. I, I can't remember if I've told you about this before, that there was this um, old mall, and it was, it was still, it was still open, when when I was a little kid, but it was like really on its way to die at that point. So, you know, they, they weren't even going to like probably put any money into like renovating it then or anything like that. And then it pretty much everything moved out except for, you know, like an anchor store. There'd be like a Kmart and then this huge empty mall. And Ooh, it I remember like malls now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> except, you know, like it was it was already like this in like the late 90s Damn. so that's why yeah it's like I remember going through it um as a teenager and walking around and I realized I was like oh my gosh you know there was these sitting areas in it that were just kind of like sunken in in the middle and had you know benches and things like that and built into the walls were ashtrays wow <laughs> it's just like they'd, they'd never gotten rid of those probably when people stopped smoking because it was only you know like two years or so before the thing died so I mean I remember going to like restaurants with smoking sections oh I worked in a restaurant with a smoking section so wild mm-hmm. both of my parents grew up with like their parents smoked their grandparents smoked like they basically grew up in in a cloud of secondhand smoke and <laughs> yeah my my friend who was a couple years older than me that's what she said she's like I remember people smoking in the grocery store when I was <laughs> going shopping so with my parents wild. I know 
and now you can't even like vape anywhere exactly (laughs) oh my god i'm surprised that um we didn't mention sneaking vapes into treatment last week yeah. There was a lot we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about how creepy it was that Keanu Reeves just, like, sat on the edge of their bed at night oh. and, like, I had a chat. I, I I think I forced myself to forget. <laughs> what was I about to talk about? We were talking about smoking. Oh, Mad Men. There's a character who is sober when you meet him. He's, like, one mm-hmm. of the ad men, but he's sober, which so he sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah. And... You see him kind of struggling to fit in professionally. And then there's a turning point where he starts drinking again. Like he's at a business lunch with these two old colleagues and they give him a drink. And you see that decision Mm -hmm. like flicker across his eyes. He's like, what if I did? So he accepts it. And then after that, like he starts picking up business again. But you can see his personal life kind of spiraling out of control. And for some reason... The, the thing I that really resonated with me was just, like, being a different person when you're drinking and feeling like you're more social mm-hmm. and, like, you're a better worker. Because that was me for so many years. And even now, like, at moments like this where we're just, like, shooting the shit without a plan, I don't know. There's still a part of me that feels vulnerable if I'm not, like, on any substances. It's like, why do I feel like I'm so boring without it? You know? I understand. Yeah. I don't think you're boring. But oh, oh I, I mean, I don't think I'm boring most of the time. I, I <laughs> well, just, uh, I don't know. It just but, was something yeah. to talk about. No, it, it is. It's, that's why it's kind of the, the lubricant, people say. Yeah. But that's a good segue, I guess, into more media talk. Absolutely. We asked everyone what your favorite mental health depictions in media were. Favorite or least favorite? Yeah, good or bad, because <laughs> there's plenty of both. <laughs> there's so many suggestions. Like, all of these really made me want to do a whole episode about each one. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I felt like our last week's was so much fun that that's why I love the idea of, like, planning to do one, like you said, every month or something so mm-hmm. that we can actually... Because originally I was just going to come in and talk about what I remembered, but this way, you know, we actually set aside time to, mm-hmm. to watch or listen or read or whatever we need to do, and then it's fresh, and I like that. Yeah, exactly. And like, we we obviously like we're about to talk about your suggestions and we haven't seen all of them. So yeah, uh, if we don't talk about yours too much, it's mostly because we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, but it starts a lot of we'll get into it. (laughs) I got a cough. (coughs) Jesus. I'm vaping right now. That's I'm such a hypocrite. No, so am I. I'm trying to be quiet about it. <laughs> I actually got rid of my loud vape. Now okay. I just have one of those little, like, views pods things mm-hmm. from 7-Eleven. I used to have a, oh, what are they called? A jewel. Yeah. And my cat lost it somewhere in my apartment. <laughs> it's still here somewhere. I just don't know where. It's been lost for months. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. Um, What did you say your favorite... And least favorite mental health depictions in media were, like you um, you said you had a list with like some observations. Yeah, because um, I just looked up when I wasn't sure if we were going to just do like the single episode last time. Then I just looked up like what are some examples? You know, like what's oh, a list? Yeah. Um, I know somebody else mentioned. I feel like one of my favorites was the TV show Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Have you seen that? 
Oh, yeah. I've watched it all the way through twice. Oh, thank God. I love it. Yes. Thank goodness, because I haven't. And I mm-hmm. so many people mentioned it. I really wanted to talk about it. Yeah. The only thing that, that would be is I feel like when it gets into the specifics, that's more like the third season. So I don't know, you know, like how dedicated you would be to watching. Because it's meant to just be kind of like silly in the first couple. And actually... I heard an interview with the the lead and the creator, and I believe how she said they went about it is, you know, they they did a couple seasons and she was, you know, like scheming and get into all of her messes and things like that. And it was only after like a season or two that they started to feel like, uh, well, this girl probably actually has a diagnosable problem. And so she said they sent... um, like the first season or two to multiple psychiatrists and said, diagnose this character. <gasps> and that's how they came up with her diagnosis. What? Yeah. So originally she doesn't have a diagnosis. Right. You just know that it's like, um, she's a little, she's a little off. Some of these things that she does are a little extreme. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. See, I knew, so spoiler alert, she has borderline person- yes. personality disorder, right? Yes. I did an episode, like, I interviewed a guest, like, way, 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 way back. Uh, M, you know M, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What episode was that? It was, like, episode six or something. Um, I interviewed a guest with BPD, and it was an amazing episode. Go back and listen. Uh, but we haven't really talked about it since then. So here's an interesting thing on me watching that show, too, is that in my early 20s, then I was diagnosed with BPD. What? Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Do tell. I would say that fit it pretty well. Like, I believe that was accurate. I don't believe that I am anymore. I don't. (laughs) Is that, this is such an ignorant question. Is that something you can like get over? It's not, right? Like, Um, it's genetic? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a personality disorder. I believe you can like people learn how to manage it and i would say that but it's not permanent we're gonna get so much flack for this (laughs) i know but it's just kind of like because like the at least when i was the way to diagnose it was basically there's just like a list of questions and if you answer yes to a certain amount then they say you know like this this is you that's why i say like right now i would not say yes to many of those questions so i would not be diagnosed as it that's why I say, like, I don't fit it now, but I did. And, but the thing was, is the journey, I guess, that the character goes through when, when she finds out that this is what's going on with her was really similar to mine because for me, it was, it was earlier and you didn't hear as much stigma. We, we hadn't like learned to immediately Google every single thing quite yet. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, so the first thing is, you know, I've been going to see a therapist and just knowing that I feel fucked up and I don't know why. And she tells me this and I'm just like, oh my gosh, there's a thing, you know, like that's, that really makes me feel better actually. And it was like, after that, that I learned everyone's like, Ooh, BPD, they're manipulative and they're terrible people and stay away from them and everything. And that's kind of, like, exactly the journey that she goes through. Like, they tell oh, her, and wow. she's she's just, like, so relieved to find out there's a reason. And her doctor tells her, you know, like, okay, I'm going to see you in, you know, like, a week or something. Don't look up anything about this <gasps> illness. <laughs> and, that's so And, of sad, course, she though. does. And, yeah, and here's all that stuff. And it's like, oh. 
Man, yeah, I knew the stigma was pretty mm-hmm. bad, but I, I, there's probably a lot of misinformation, which means like shows like that are even more important that portray yeah. it accurately. Mm-hmm. What were your favorite parts about that show? Like the way they portrayed it? What what really hit home for you? I mean, my favorite part about the show is is a little unrelated. It's just that the songs are actually funny. Oh, yeah. It's a musical, right? Yeah. You know, maybe that's why I couldn't get into it, because I hate musicals. Well, and that's... I don't, but I did expect it to be like, oh, okay, you know, like, I know it's going to be fun, but they're probably going to be a little cheesy, like songs and shows usually are. It's like no, they're actually really funny. Oh my god, I, <laughs> I was need to very impressed. Chance. Yeah, I wish we could like play a song on here or something, but I don't know what the I copyright know. laws I are. I know, I say we probably can't. <laughs> Someone else also sent in a voicemail about a song, and mm-hmm. um, I looked up the lyric. Well, here we should just we should just play it. Hey, I'm doing a voice message for the question that you put up. Um, Yeah, I'm so awkward with voice messages. Okay, so the question you asked was, what is your favorite slash least favorite depiction of mental health in media? And I don't know if this counts as media, but I'd have to say my girl, Phoebe Bridgers. Um, (laughs) She's a singer, for those of y'all that don't know. And I feel like the first time I heard her lyrics, I kind of felt like, wow, I relate to this so much. I think especially her song Funeral, where I think the main line in it is just like, Jesus Christ, I'm so blue all the time. I always have been and always will. Yeah, something like that. I I fucked it up. But yes, when I heard that, it was such a simple line. But when you are depressed and in that state, like that's how you feel. You feel like you always have been this way. You always will feel this way. And like that's the end all be all and hearing that in a song was like very validating to know that it's not just me um yeah this is a really long message so you probably have to cut a bunch of this shit out but yeah so that's my friend bianca i used to work with her at starbucks and she was uh in an episode a few months ago um so i have heard some songs by phoebe bridgers but not a ton what have you I have not. In fact, a couple months ago, I finally realized that I was confusing. Like, every time I heard her name, I was thinking, um, who is it? Phoebe Bridge Waller, who does... Um... <gasps> oh, Fleabag. I know that Bianca also likes Fleabag. So mm-hmm. that's hilarious that you mentioned that. That's also <laughs> a great depiction. Yes, I didn't even think that. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. We, we should... We uh-huh. should... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, staying focused. Um, So I looked up the lyrics to this song, Funeral, uh, and I won't read all of them. But in addition to that line, Jesus Christ, I'm so blue all the time. That's just how I feel. Always have, always will. There's a a verse that goes, um, I have a friend I call when I've bored myself to tears and we talk until we think we might just kill ourselves. But then we laugh (laughs) until it disappears. And that kind of reminded me of like of this. Yeah. Honestly, like that's, I think sometimes I get so worried about like planning the podcast and like making everyone happy. But ultimately, it's just, it's a place where we come where we're sad and we talk about shit and we laugh until like we feel better, you know? Yeah. And that is, I don't know, like the, the misery loves company sort of thing. Totally. 
Yeah, so I really like that. Uh, and again, I, like I would that a lot too. I would play the song, but you know, we probably, yeah, can't. probably, probably can't. But thank you, Bianca, for sending that in. Uh, music has always been super, super healing for me. Uh, that sounds really cringy. I want to slap myself in the face. It's, it's <laughs> just been a healing journey. Absolutely. I have, um, <laughs> so I am working my way up. I got my, my first tattoo when I was, I think, 38. Oh, that's impressive. <laughs> and so, well, I never thought that I wanted anything on my body when I was 80. And then I got my first one and I was like, you know what? I want 10 more. That's usually how it goes. <laughs> yes. My mom got her first one at 62 with me. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so my, my second one that I got was um, just like some of my absolute favorite song lyrics. It's um, the artist Poe and it's from the song Fly Away. I got... Sure, it all matters, but in such an unimportant way. Oh, I love that. It was like two messages that I feel like I've heard that it's kind of like, if something is important to you, then it's important. You know, like, don't discount it, but also everything's not the end of the world. Seriously, like, I think the less seriously I take things, the less anxious I am. Yeah. And the more, like, the more I'm able to enjoy life when I'm not, like, worrying about everything. Because we don't have control over that shit. Mm-hmm. Really. <laughs> it's becoming increasingly clear. Yes. I mean, going back to um, our conversation earlier about not sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, the world is in such a shitty state. It's just, like, there's always something to worry about. Like, I, when I'm in bed, I find myself thinking about, like, bills and... Uh, you know, politics and work and, you know, stuff going on in other countries. And like, mm-hmm. did I floss this, you know, yes. did I floss, <laughs> you know, and like, is my cat dying? <laughs> and oh, shit, <laughs> I forgot to clean the toilet earlier. You know, stuff like mm-hmm. it just never mm-hmm. ends. And so at the end of the day, it's just like that stuff doesn't matter. Like, you know, not the toilet stuff, like the cat, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's my TED talk. Yeah, that was was beautiful. It was succinctly said. (laughs) It's funny because I have a music tattoo too, but it's not nearly as uh, wholesome. (laughs) It's it's from an Arcade Fire song and it says, now that I'm older, my heart is colder. (laughs) (laughs) The other song lyric that I would get, it was... um... The first time I was in treatment and you had to write about your, your worst day. Ooh. And I just had, yeah, like this, this song playing through my head while, while I was writing it. So I did, I gave it a, a title kind of, it's a Portugal demand song. And, oh, yeah. um, the, the lyric is after you, hell should be easy. <laughs> <laughs> were you, were you writing that to yourself? Yes. You know, like look, looking at like, wow, this is the worst that I've been through. And it's like, okay, <laughs> after this hell should be easy. <laughs> I mean, you've got a point. Wait, you wrote that? No, no, it was a no. That was a song lyric. Dude, yeah. I'm, this is embarrassing. I like oh. cannot think straight. I feel like I've used like brain fog from COVID as an excuse too many times this week. Like at work, <laughs> but for real. See, that's when you just gotta admit it's senility. <sighs> I'm, I'm still a young duck. You're right. Someone like me. No. <laughs> um. Okay. Let's see what else we got. Oh, a lot of you mentioned BoJack Horseman. Yeah, and I haven't seen any of that. I would like to. I've heard a lot of people really yes. say they like it. Um, it's really good. It's very dark. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as 
someone with addiction and depression and suicide uh-huh. ideation, it is very, very accurate. It, it gets very close to home, like, if you're easily triggered by that kind of stuff. I don't know. That's another side of this stuff is, like, for me, I can get really, really easily triggered by some, uh, like, if a depiction is too good, like, especially, yeah. with the, like, the addiction stuff. Sometimes... Mm-hmm. Uh, it can get me in a like a darker headspace. Has that ever happened to you? It does, though. I will Not say addiction. This, no, but things, yeah, that are triggering to me. <laughs> but, but I do. Uh, this is something that I've learned that's probably good. Is when I'm watching stuff like that, I feel like I know when I hit an overwhelmed point, and I know when to at least step away for a moment because I know like there's. There's shows that are really heavy that I've watched and I've said, like, I can only do one episode mm. at a time. Um, I don't know. Did. Oh, I wonder. This might be a good one. Did you ever watch the show Made on Netflix? <gasps> yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I know that's what I felt like as I was like really interested. And I watched the first episode and I was like okay I need to take a couple days before I watch another one yeah that show was rough uh Mm -hmm. for a lot of different reasons um there's like a lot of domestic violence and um I don't know obviously not as bad as domestic violence and like the abuse and everything but shows that depict um like financial insecurity Mm -hmm. really really hit me because like I didn't grow up with money and like my family (laughs) went bankrupt and all this stuff and like you know I'm 30 now and I'm still I still feel like I don't know I don't have a financial buffer and like I thought I would at this point and Mm -hmm. um in maid she's just always like she never knows if she's She's gonna have somewhere to stay she's barely (laughs) making it and she has a kid Mm -hmm. um it's just really hard to watch sometimes agreed (laughs) Yeah, um, taking care of yourself mentally when you're watching stuff like that is super, super important. Yes, I, I would advise anybody that <laughs> that is curious about the things that we are going to be talking about, yeah, know when to step away if you need to. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, did you watch Sharp Objects? I didn't, but I read the book a couple times. Oh, the book is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a show on HBO with Amy Adams. Uh, she plays a journalist who uh, is going back to her childhood home, which is, you know, super triggering for her mm-hmm. in the way that that always is. Mm-hmm. And she also drinks a lot. And there's also, like, a lot of self-harm depicted in that show. So this is a good example of shows to, like, to be careful about. Because, like, the first time I watched that show, I fully relapsed into my alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> this okay. was, like, back in 2018. Uh-huh. Um, it's like I was already in a vulnerable space. And then, like, just watching that show, like, I was miserable. She was miserable. She was drinking. She was hiding vodka in, like, a water bottle. I started uh-huh. hiding vodka in a water bottle. So, like, <laughs> gotcha. Stuff like that. Yeah, that one I remember reading. And it's like, yes, I have somewhat of a history with with some self-injury, but I know it, like what you said about the financial thing, it was just kind of like, okay, I knew there was the self-injury piece and that part didn't bother me as much as the feeling of going back home and being smothered by it because I've also experienced that. And I was like, that was the harder part for me to get through. I mean, you experienced that pretty recently. Yeah, (laughs) though it wasn't as bad this time, but there have been times, yeah, where I know I was just like, oh. Oh, man. Um, What are some other shows that that deal with that? Uh, I feel like there was something I saw. I've been watching a lot of TV recently, like I said. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Some people didn't mention specific shows or movies, but they mentioned um, themes. Yeah. 
What are some depictions that you feel people get totally wrong? Uh, Just in general. I think the number one is, because I did not realize this until I was quite older, is that schizophrenia is not multiple personalities. That, I feel like, is a huge one. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's scary. People... um get scared of certain things like BPD and, you know, schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like it gets misinterpreted and like misrepresented in so many When I was ways. a little kid, there was um, the, the joke, roses are red, violets are blue, I'm a schizophrenic and so am I. What? <laughs> oh my God, I hate that. Exactly. <laughs> but that's because that's what, you know, we were saying that when we were kids, because that's what we thought is like, oh, that's when you have multiple personalities. And then it's like, it's actually not that at all. <laughs> I think they're like, even now changing multiple personality disorder isn't called that anymore. Yeah, it's DID. Yeah, disassociative mm-hmm. identity disorder. We're professionals. And, and I'm sure that that is misunderstood for what it is as well. But the, the schizophrenia one was always tough for me because I was just kind of like, you just literally made up what it is. And that's not it. Yeah, it's bad. I would bet I don't see it represented much, but I feel like another thing that probably gets really done wrong is Tourette's. Oh, I don't know much about that. I just feel like anything that has, you know, just like this set stigma, you know, it's like you hear that and you think like, oh, that's people that shout out swear words all the time. Hmm. Well, that's one way, but lots of people don't. Yeah. Oh, and that was something else someone brought up, right? That like OCD doesn't mean like cleaning all the time. Oh my God. (laughs) Thank you. That's like people just thinking, yeah, it's cleaning all the time and just being really particular about things. Like, Mm -hmm. no, it it can be literal hell. Um, Sorry, I'm rescuing something from my cat. Oh, you're good. Go ahead. (laughs) We'll take a little cat break. I feel like I'm not doing any of these justice. Yeah, if it sparks anyone's interest and you want to hear a lot more. <laughs> yeah, um, we need ideas. I have to share, I, I had a funny one, but it's true. Tell me, <laughs> hit me with it. Um, because we had talked a little bit about um, Girl Interrupted, and first of all, there's one that I feel like, that's not BPD. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm not sure how much I feel, you know, like Angelina Jolie, Jolie's character was supposed to be a sociopath. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, maybe sociopath light. And was she light. supposed to have BPD? No, no, no. Winona no, Ryder Winona was. Ryder was. BPD. It's been a long time. We're going we're yeah. gonna to do a whole episode about that. Yes. Maybe, for sure. Don't worry. Yeah. If anyone was out there worrying, worry not. <laughs> we're going to hit it. <laughs> yeah. But, but I was thinking about that, and then it came into my head. I was like, you know what? I, I mean, I don't know if you read these because they would be before your time, but I'm sure you at least know they exist. It's like, honestly, I think that probably the best depiction in media of a sociopath is Sweet Valley High's Jessica Wakefield. <gasps> okay, I used to read Sweet She's Valley a straight-up monster. <laughs> Remi- is she the popular girl? Yeah. I don't really remember a ton about that series. I just know that there were dozens of books and I just devoured them. Yeah. Every once in a while, I feel like I I pick up like a book that I used to read when I was a kid because there were so many series that I was into. 
just to see like oh, oh yeah. what's it like now so that's what i'd say like five years ago or something like i read one of them and i was like oh my god i was like she, she i don't think she has a soul i just remember <laughs> that that series describing the twins as like blue-eyed uh, yes. blonde hair blonde size hair, five six. six perfect size six yeah perfect mm-hmm. size six dude that was so fucked up mm-hmm. if you think about it absolutely oh my god i would be scared to read those again <laughs> I did. I do want to read um, a series of unfortunate events again. Have you oh, read I've that? I've never read that. No. It's really depressing. It's just, it, it's like the opposite of Sweet Valley High in that everything bad happens to the characters. And I don't know. It's a very bleak, mm-hmm. humorous. It's not humorous. <laughs> I don't know. That's the kind of books I read growing up. Just like from Sweet Valley High to just depressing shit. Oh, same. I was just saying, I read everything I could get my hands on. <laughs> The Boxcar Children. Yeah. Nancy Drew. <laughs> My mom had a similar series that was Trixie Belden. Trixie what? Trixie Belden. Trixie. I have to look this up. But it was, I feel like it was very similar to Nancy Drew. It was just kind of like, they had a group of friends. They solved mysteries. Yeah. Belden? Belden with a B. <gasps> oh, oh, okay. Trixie Belden. Oh my. <laughs> Between 1948 and 1986... That's a 40-year oh, wow. span. Wow. Interesting. Sorry, that makes we are, sense, we're then. way off my, topic. Yeah, my mom had some because she read them when she was a kid. So. Oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be interested to see, like, how those... Yeah. I, I don't remember them mentioning, like, mental health at all. Probably not. It was just, like, solving mysteries... They maybe didn't, like, mention it straight out, but, you know, they they had the kind of, like, the character that was a little, like, rich girl and got everything that she wanted, but her parents were never around, and she's kind of neglected, so maybe hit on, like, some depression things without spelling it out. (laughs) Did they ever have any queer characters in, like, Sweet Valley High? Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Which is crazy because now, like, I've, I feel every series is including queer characters just because they feel like they have to, but it's obvious which ones are just, like, mm-hmm. not invested. Um, a lot of people well, wrote in to say, um, like, the erasure of, of gay and queer characters and, like, the way that they suffer. And then, uh, hold on, I'll, I'll read this. Okay. What were you going to say while I pull up this oh, comment? I was going to say a, a good thing for those because, yeah, you know, like books that were written in the 70s and 80s, well, nobody was admitting it then. It doesn't mean that there weren't queer people. So yeah. it's kind of it's kind of fun to read those sometimes, too, and be like, okay, so which ones were in the closet? Yeah. Because <laughs> you know they existed. <laughs> oh, totally. Uh, so Ella wrote in and said for their least favorite depiction of mental health and media. Mm-hmm. They said, for very personal reasons, I'd have to go with self-harm and suicide for queer characters without sufficiently exploring the systemic reasons to blame for their alienation and trauma. That's just queer trauma porn, and I have no time for it. And then some examples that they gave were Boys Don't Cry. Mm -hmm. Uh, I haven't seen that. I saw it a long time ago. Yeah. um, Girl, which is a Belgian film. Uh, Handmaid's Tale. I saw some of it. Handmaid's Tale is dark. Yeah, that was another one that it was like, uh, I can watch an episode or two, and then I gotta put it away. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's a good call. But um, Alexis Bledel's character gets punished for being gay in that that show. And that's another thing, like, I feel like I want to get into that topic more, and I don't feel like I'm qualified right now in this moment to talk about it. Uh, It just deserves a whole episode at the very least. 
I agree. Which is why I I think moving forward, um, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting in a pool of sweat right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no fans off. But, yeah, what do you all think about, for the pickle polls, um, maybe, like, every three weeks we put out a choice of, like, two movies or two TV shows or something, and you pick which one we review? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. So I wanted to hit on... Um, Two movies where there's like a bigger overarching theme in the specific movies that I'm talking about, but there is like a side character that I feel like their mental health journey that connected with me the most, even though it wasn't like the main story or anything like that. All right. One I was thinking is American Beauty. Oh, I was just mentioning that movie to someone the other day. And Alice and Janie's character the saddest character in that whole movie. Which character? Who did she play? She is the neighbor boy's mom. (gasps) Oh, yeah. That just, yeah, has clearly been, like, beaten down so much by that family that she's just an empty shell. See, those kind of plots really make me sad, too. Exactly. It's working. (laughs) Yeah. Also, American Beauty is such an icky movie. I know. That's Uh. that's why I was just kind of like, I don't care to really get into the whole movie but that character really like had an effect on me it's funny i mean it's not funny but like once you start honing in on like quote-unquote secondary characters and background characters in some Mm -hmm. of these movies you really start to pick up on things you never noticed before uh and and i always feel like man why couldn't we have been focusing on this character like why couldn't the movie have been about her I know, I was interested in, like, the history of how she ended up, like, in that position. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what was the other one you were thinking of? Um, so the other one I know we talked about a little, and I, I guess it's not as much of a side character, but I still feel like it wasn't, like, the main, main story, was um, Requiem for a Dream and <gasps> The Mother. Oh my god, oh my god, yes. We did talk <laughs> about this. Yeah, one of the most terrifying and... Possibly because it felt accurate in a way. <laughs> Scenes in a movie, it was when her refrigerator comes to life. Oh my god, yes. Like, I'm still like, my heart's pounding just thinking about it. So, Requiem for a Dream is about, is on its surface, it's about drug addiction. And, you mm-hmm. know, the, the son and his girlfriend are the main characters. Like, you see them getting sucked into the world of drug addiction. But there's a secondary plot with his mother getting addicted to diet pills Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she has dysmorphia and she starts getting like, uh, it's unclear whether she's going crazy or if it's the drugs or like whatever. Also, I hate using the word crazy. I'm trying to do it less. Yeah, I understand. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, she's like really obsessed about fitting into that dress and it kind of just becomes everything in her life. And mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> that is one of the most harrowing plots I've seen in a while. Like I, I did watch it in the last year and her story is just so heartbreaking yeah because like you said it you know a part of it i'm sure is the the substance addiction and abuse that she's she's taking part in but also it shows like how just a simple thing that that it starts out just yeah like oh i'm I'm gonna fit into this dress and that's gonna Mm -hmm. make my life better and it just takes hold so much that it just becomes this like driving force that you can't get away from you see her lose friends over it Mm-hmm. her life becomes just like sitting on the couch and like looking at the fridge and the fridge is this monster yeah uh, she starts having like hallucinations and stuff and the fr- it, it's terrifying 
Yeah. We'll review that at some point, <laughs> mm-hmm. too, I'm sure. Although I don't feel like I could watch that whole movie again. <laughs> That's when I've always said, like, I saw it once, and I will probably only see it once, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, that one's a hard one, for sure. And, and it mm-hmm. hasn't aged particularly well in some ways. I would imagine. I mean, that would apply to, like, everything we're talking about. Yeah. I don't know. I think this is a really hard question to answer with just one podcast. Yeah. (laughs) But great. It it opened up a lot of conversations. And I think moving forward, we're going to be talking about this stuff a lot more like individually. There was also the idea when I was looking into this of taking something like children's movies, having (gasps) depictions. I mean, like I know we we did bring up, like I said said last time, Winnie the Pooh. But another one that I would come across sometimes is uh, Finding Nemo. Oh yeah, well Dory. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what I was like: is that actually good or bad? I'm not sure. (laughs) What's what's Dory supposed to have? Like, she has memory loss. Yeah. So I'm the oldest of seven. I grew up watching kids movies all the time. Nothing but kids movies. But like Mm -hmm. since I left the house. I don't know. How old am I? I'm 30. <laughs> I can't do math. 12 years ago or whatever. Uh, yeah. I haven't really watched a ton of kids kids movies since then. Okay. Some of them I want to watch again, like Finding Nemo. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, what the fuck are we even talking about? Uh, I feel like you came very prepared this time. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I don't want to be giving off like super insecure vibes, but also like this is a mental health podcast and I feel like insecure right now. So it is what it is. Some days, you know, I'm just not as prepared and that's okay. Yeah. Sometimes we just sit around in the morning and shoot the shit. Honestly, I love that. (laughs) Those are my favorite podcasts to listen to where the hosts just sit around shooting the shit. Yeah. I love it when you just go on tangents, which I believe we did admirably today. Yes. (laughs) I'm glad that you're doing this with me now because I think it'll be a lot. I think you bring a lot to the podcast. Oh, uh, you bring a, a structure and like a, a professionalism and like no pressure or anything. But <laughs> I, I try to fake that I'm organized. So yeah. It yeah. What are you up to today? After this, I am going to get meatball stitches taken out. <gasps> oh, from getting neutered. Mm-hmm. He's actually been very good. We had a time he had to wear a cone for two days in the middle because he just suddenly decided, I want to try and eat my incision. Oh, <laughs> oh meatball. But I just gave him a few days and it seemed to heal up really well. So the last couple of days it's been looking fine and we'll go get him out today. I'm trying really, really hard right now not to make a pun about meatball losing his meat balls. Oh, my my coworkers already did when when um because only one of his testicles had dropped. But when they first called me and told me, I thought they were saying that he only had one ball. <laughs> and and so they they're telling me, you know, like this. So this makes the surgery different. And I was like, okay. And and that's what I told them afterwards. You know, my coworkers on break. I was like, I don't know. I was like, I guess they said he only has one ball. And they're like, well, yeah, that's why he's meatball. I was like, yeah, I guess we didn't I'm name him meat ba- meatballs. And then my other coworkers like, and then when you pick him up, he'll just be meat. <laughs> oh. Wow. Poor meat. No Poor balls. Meat. <laughs> well, that's pickles and vodka, everybody. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, so yeah, next week we may have a guest. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still... No, that's a lie. We're not having a guest next week. <laughs> okay. Um, I, we decided we're just going to do a few more episodes on our own just to kind of feel it out and decide, like, what kind of podcast we're going to be. 
so I can still not feel nervous every time? Like, is this going to be okay? Oh, I feel nervous every time. <laughs> oh, okay. Then maybe I'll never go away. <laughs> no, but it's fine. Uh, so the next few weeks might be a little bit all over the place. Uh, but I, I don't know what to say at this point because that's just who we are. Yeah, we'll, we'll come up with something to talk about next week and we'll do it. Yeah. Have faith in us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, have faith in us. Uh, we'll make you laugh at, at any rate. Right. And <laughs> it might be cathartic for someone. Uh, all right. Well, um, everyone have a good week and don't get COVID if you can help it. Be a unicorn like me. Yes. (laughs) Uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. We need a sign off. (laughs) We need like something to say at the end to let them know that it's over. We're done. Go home. We're done. Go home. Go play with your meatballs. All right. I'm done. I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. Bye, everyone. We're done. Bye. Hello, friends. It's Christina again. As always, thank you for listening. If you want to support Pickles and Vodka, you can give us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Pickles and Vodka Podcast. If you could relate to anything at all we talked about today, or you just want to say hi, email me at picklesandvodkapodcast at gmail.com, or DM me on Instagram at picklesandvodkapodcast. Stay safe and have a good week. Bye.